Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hi, this is Stu Hoden with Believe in the Media Guide on the Believe Podcast Network. Do you believe? After a weekend of NASCAR and IndyCar racing at Indianapolis Motor Speedway, the racing world gathered at the track Monday, August 16th to remember broadcaster Bob Jenkins, who died last Monday after a bout with brain cancer. He was 73. An Indiana native, Jenkins hosted ESPN's first race in October 1979, one month after the network's debut. One of 10 people to call the Indianapolis 500 during ABC's streak of 54 consecutive race telecasts, he broadcast CART, IndyCar, F1, IMSA, IROC, USAC, and NASCAR races, and co-hosted the weekly show Speed Week with the late Larry Newber. The Speedway remembered Jenkins and his impact on motorsports, especially the racing capital of the world, with this tribute. We all know the famous call. We've heard it countless times. The checkered flag is out. Goodyear makes a move. Little Al wins by just a few tenths of a second. Bob Jenkins helped create history that day on May 24th, 1992. Making that type of goosebump-inducing call came after years and years of working in the motorsport industry and perfecting his broadcasting craft. Good evening, everybody. I'm Bob Jenkins. Bob was born in 1947 and grew up in Liberty, Indiana, and attended Indiana University. As a true Hoosier, Bob fell in love with the Indianapolis Motor Speedway as a kid. I was 12 years old. It was one of those days in which uh, I did indeed fall in love with and have never been able to kick whatever bit me that day. Bob's first TV appearance was for NBC, covering the inaugural kart race in March of 1979. That same year, he started with both ESPN and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network when he called his first Indy 500. Bob Jenkins, welcome to the Speedway Network. Thank you, Paul. A pleasure to be on the world's greatest network. The cars have just passed by me on this parade lap, and it's a sight that you can see a dozen times. But every year, it sends chills from head to foot. Wait a minute. Am I really supposed to be here? I'm about to be on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Radio Network and being heard by millions and millions of people around the world, and not only that, but get to witness live the greatest spectacle in racing. His career really took off in 1983 when the long-running weekly show Speed Week first aired on ESPN. Hi everyone, I'm Bob Jenkins. Welcome to our premiere Speed Week show. He hosted Speed Week for 14 years and they covered everything, stock cars to off-road racing. They would send tape or that film to us. We would watch it, we would write stories, we would edit it, and we had only four people. So I think that says something for the people that we did hire for that show. Along with Speed Week, Bob was also part of other dirt racing projects through the years, like the very popular show Thursday Night Thunder, which later turned into Saturday Night Thunder. You've never seen anything like this that you're going to see tonight. He anchored NASCAR and ESPN from 1981 to 2000. He was on hundreds of NASCAR broadcasts where he was in the booth for many iconic moments. It's Richard Petty's final ride. He was part of the broadcast crew for the inaugural Brickyard 400 in 1994. Now joining us today for live coverage is the most experienced TV race caller in NASCAR, Bob Jenkins. Hello everyone from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. 
Bob left ESPN and continued to work in different roles for Versus, NBCSN, and the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, all covering IndyCar and the Indianapolis 500. He retired in 2012 from NBCSN and left TV after 34 years to help take care of his wife, Pam, who ultimately lost her battle with cancer later that year. This will be my final year doing television motorsports. Even though he retired from TV, Bob couldn't stay away from the Speedway and the Indy 500 for long. I'll tell you something that makes me cry unashamedly are the moments just before the start with the singing of Back Home Again in Indiana, the playing of taps, and all the other things that go into those pre-race ceremonies. Bob kept his role as part of the IMS public address team from 2013 through the 2020 season. There's nothing like a Bob Jenkins' voice to make a race fan feel like they're in the right spot in the month of May. Over the years, Bob was able to do things at IMS that he'd only dreamed of back in 1960 when he first fell in love with the Speedway. He drove A.J. Foyt's 1961 winning roadster around the track. You just don't know what Indy means to me, and that was, uh, that was the ultimate experience for me. He was invited to wave the green flag to start Carb Day in 2012. I didn't uh, wave it as vigorously as I probably could, but I was all caught up in the moment. And he was even inducted into the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Hall of Fame in 2019. The fact I have received the ring and the medallion and been named to the Hall of Fame is my Indy 500 win. Nothing else will ever come close to this honor. When he was diagnosed with brain cancer at the end of 2020, Bob used a few short words to eloquently encompass everything he's accomplished as a race fan, a motorsports broadcaster, and one of the legendary voices of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. I have only been a race fan who got lucky, and I think that's what I will have on my tombstone because it, it's true. Jenkins' illness prevented him from working this year's greatest spectacle in racing. However, in late May, he did accept the Robin Miller Award, named for the veteran motorsports writer who himself has been battling bone cancer. On Friday, Miller's first trip to the Speedway since presenting the award to Jenkins, the class of 2021 Motorsports Hall of Famer welcomed four-time Indy 500 champion Helio Castro Nevis to the club as part of the class of 2022. Miller recalled a conversation with Team Penske president Tim Sindrick about the first time Castro Nevis raced at the track and how the Brazilian has found a place in the foursome of fellow four-time winners, A.J. Foyt, Rick Mears, and Al Unser Sr. So we're doing, I'm doing a story in LA a, a, a few years ago, and so I call Tim and say, you know, let's talk about Elio's career here and what's going on. Sindrick said, well, the first two practice days he's like what's the big deal about being here is it didn't do anything for him he's like drive around a circle he goes out and Cindric said you will learn to love this place this will become one of your second homes and you'll be really happy that you're driving for rp because it's going to make your it's going to help make your name and Ella, he's a kid he's like yeah it's an old boy you <laughs> buzz around like that but it's amazing how things just fit together. And, you know, you look at RP's record and he always makes 
Not always. 90% of the time makes the right choice. This guy's driving in front of me. This guy, this guy. I'm keeping him. He's moving on. People are like, oh, I got, you know, got rid of this guy. But there is an, a knack and a talent to picking talent at a place like this. And I think the speed and the intensity just, that was just fit right in LA's wheelhouse. And I think uh, <laughs> he's just uh, one of those guys that uh, was made to race here. And not that everybody doesn't want to be here, it's, but not everybody's made to, to race here and win here. It's just a, an amazing, it's an amazing combination. And, um, you know, when Roger gives you the thumbs, the, you're going to be, you're going to be part of the team. Yeah. There's a lot of pressure, but you also know I'm going to get the best of everything. And I got a chance to win this race every year. Look how many, look how close Elio is to it being a six time winner, you know, what 40 feet. And I just remember him getting out of the car when, you know, I've, I've, what year it was Hunter Ray and him had that great race and he put his hand on his head. Just, you know, he knew how close he was and you never know if you're going to get that opportunity again. With more than a half century of perspective, Miller emphasized the importance of Castro Neves claiming his fourth Borg Warner trophy. And he credited the victory with drawing the race's biggest audience in five years and convincing incumbent broadcaster NBC to extend its IndyCar broadcast deal. Indy needed this as much his result and that finish and the reaction. I think it, I think it kept NBC right on top of things to want to keep going and made people want to come back next year and you'll have trouble getting a ticket. And when Roger write, sees what I'm going to write on, on Sunday night, he's either going to like me or hate me, but I think he'll agree with me. I just want him, uh, I just want him to do one big thing and I think it'll put it over the hump. But I think the Annapolis 500 is back. And that's all you, you know, we were all worried a few years ago, it's going to happen to Indy or do people care anymore? Jeez, that's all they talk about. For, that's all they've been talking about for a month. And you can't buy that publicity. It's, it's, you cannot buy Elio's enthusiasm. You can't buy the people that stood here for 40 minutes. Mario kissed him on the head. I mean, I, I, I've been doing this for 53 years, and I stood there going, nobody's leaving. <laughs> this is unbelievable. So just what a great month and what a great way to get the season going. Remembering the phone call from Motorsports Hall of Fame of America President George Levy, Miller reviewed a life in racing from the pits to the press box as a longtime writer for the Indianapolis Star and racer who also has worked in television, most recently with NBC. When George called and said, hey, I got some good news for you. I said, what's that? He goes, you made the Motorsports Hall of Fame. I said, come on. <laughs> he goes, no. I mean, really? Bob Schweikert, Jimmy Bryan, A.J. Foyt, Mario. Roger Penske. Roger Penske. Prudhomme calls me up and goes, you owe me. I voted for you. I said, okay. <laughs> um, Chip, uh, Gar Don Garlitz. All the guys that, you know, Parnelli, obviously Mario was great. You just can't, it's so hard to put your, you can't even imagine that you, you shouldn't even probably be in the same sense with these guys. I mean, think about what they've done. You're, you're a guy, you're a writer. You write about the drivers and the teams and the races. And yeah, you've had great access and 
and people have been cooperative as hell. And, you know, you've pissed a lot of people off and you've made some people happy, but to have relationships with guys like, you know, I'm, I'm 17 years old, stealing beer at sprint car races for Jim Murdovies. Just so he might remember my face at 18. He hires me as a stooge. Doesn't pay me realizes about a week and a half into it. I'm not, I may be the dumbest person that's ever been around our car. Has to fire me. Free help when I get fired. So then I start working on Bill Finley's IndyCar team. And then I go to work for the star and beg them to let me cover racing. Then I buy a Formula Ford from Andy Granatelli, thanks to Art Pollard. Then I become part of the Bentonhausen family, buy a midget there and start running USAC. And I'm running, I'm writing 50, 52 columns a year about USAC racing because USAC was on top. Um, I flunked out of Ball State in 1971, and that's hard to do. It's hard to flunk out of Ball State. You got to try. I mean, you got to just, it's, and it's sad because my mom and dad didn't get a chance to go to college, and I just threw mine away. Miller traced his transition from fan to friend of drivers he idolized as he began reporting on the sport. It was amazing. As you get older, so you go from, Hero worshiping Mario and AJ and Parnelli and, and those guys. And then you become kind of friends, but you're covering them as, as drivers. Then you become friends with them. Then you get your home number. You call them anytime you want and they call you back. And then uh, you just feel like you're part of their life. It's just so I'm so lucky. It's unbelievable. And you could not chart my career. There's nobody in this day and age that can come along and have the luck I had. It just doesn't happen. It just, it, I was at the right place at the right time. And somebody said, let's give this poor 45 IQ moron a chance to do something. Because obviously he can't do much. The racing community has rallied around Miller and he shared how he's been humbled by the support. Then I get sick and all you guys chip in and all the great RP, he calls me and says, I'll fly to the Mayo Clinic. You need money. AJ calls. What do you need? You know, Mario and Rufus and everybody. And uh, it's uh, it's so humbling to see how many people jump in and want to help. And, you know, you just can't. There's no words to describe. You're just overwhelmed because you're thinking, you know, I'm a guy that writes about racing and, and drivers and stuff. And these people have jumped in. I mean, I'd be dead without my sister. And her friends, because I'd have died, and I'd have never made it through a couple of weeks ago when I had a fever and collapsed and all that. But it's it's unbelievable how many people have just jumped in and Shunk and Fino and Larry Joe and just they jump in and help. You know, they built Diane a bed. They built me an electric staircase. I mean, it's 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 beyond overwhelming. You just can't even. What do you say? How do you repay people for that kind of kindness? You can't. You just have to say, I'm so lucky to have that many friends. It's, it's, it, it chokes you up. I don't, I don't cry very often, but God, it makes you cry because you think about it. all the people that have jumped in to help. And you think they don't have to do this, and they do. So uh, I don't know. I, uh, 
If I don't get up tomorrow morning, I've had a great life. Thanks for listening to Believe in the Media Guide. If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate the podcast on iTunes. And find us wherever you get podcasts, including Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. I'm on Twitter at Hotem, H-O-T-H-E-M as in Mary. Stay tuned and stay safe. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.